Hey, it's Marvin Musian. You're listening to Moto Expert Show. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up? What's up? Help what's if I turn up? the mics on. How's what's it going? Up? Say what's up, Drake. Say hi, Drake. How's it going, fellas? It's going good. <laughs> going good. We're excited to get the show going. Brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Uh, Mad Jack is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Gotta flip this fucking thing over. Contact Dane Evans at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shop, amsoil.com. Moto X Pod Show is also brought to you by Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Hit up your local dealer or burrmotorsports.com and ask them about Shock Socks. If you're looking for some graphics for your new bike, your modern bike, your vintage bike, or hell, your pit bike, Char at MX Girl Designs, mxgirl.com, she can hook you up. Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces. They are the helmet for your wrist, worn by many pro riders, pro athletes, Hit him up at a wrist brace guy on Instagram. I'm just loving this shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the place. You're not flowing today. If you're in a rap battle, you'd be getting smoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or visit motocrosswristbrace.com or hit me up, darksidemx3 at AOL. I can get you set up. And of course, our uh, title sponsor is Torque One Racing, torqueoneracing.com for handlebars, pegs, grips, uh, levers, all kinds of rad stuff. Hit them up, torqueoneracing.com. And, of course, Fly Racing is uh, one of our newest sponsors. We just gave some gear away, some of the women's light gear, flyracing.com. I got so, some of those Torque One pegs on my 450. Yeah, I looked at them. I need to get some. I like I, uh, they're, a lot, they're a lot like the ones you have on it. Right. But they sit, you know. Well, I need some for the other bike because yeah. I've got, I want some for my 06. But, yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna order some levers and all that stuff for the 06. Hell, yeah. Run those uh, lock-on grips they have, too, or whatever those are. Yeah, he's coming out. He's got the neon colors coming out in those real soon. He's got his clutch perch that is almost ready. Really? That thing looks badass. They're, oh, they're cool. still doing some tests on it. We had him on last week. So, Drake, it's first time on the show. Um, so, I've known Drake Williams, who's the son of Dirk Williams, a local Texas uh, VIP. We, he's been around for a long time. But I've known Drake, Drake since he was a baby. Drake, tell us a little bit about your moto history, man. Like, you know, your dad rides, but tell us when you yeah. got started. Yeah, uh, man, I got started early. Uh, three. Uh, had a couple of bad, you know, accidents, injuries, and stuff like that. But took a little break, and we came back, uh, or I came back, and we raced some. We raced Loretta's once, you know. I didn't do <laughs> great, but... Uh, Race some other cool races, and you know it's just a good hobby. Have a have fun with it, and enjoy spending time with my dad. 
Yeah, and, that's uh, that's a big thing is that, you know, you were always at the track uh, that I can remember as a little kid growing up, you know, hanging out with your dad. So you got a lot of father-son time. And, yeah. you know, back in the day, your mom was – your mom yeah. would come to the track, and it was a family event, you know. And um, so, yeah, sure. I think your dad raised you right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he he did. He, uh, yeah, motocross teaches you a lot, uh, a lot of work, you know. Uh, that's why I, right now I'm not doing too much racing because I'm way out of shape. So still fast for at least like a lap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pull some hole shots at Johnsonville and get and get a good lap in. That's about it. Well, that's about all Mark and I have in us too. So and, I got and about I a, a lot. I got about a good half lap. I'm, let me tell you something. I got a decent half lap. <laughs> right? like the rest of it just sucks after that. Uh, yeah, I, I get to ride probably more than you two guys do, I guess. Not much, but but I'm just old, so that's what I blame everything on now. That's what happens in your – you yeah. become an adult. You just have to work all the time. I never knew about that. I didn't, right. They, they didn't tell me that when I was a kid. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, well, Drake, um, so since it's the first time on the show, you know, what? And I know the motocross uh, – nationals are over but what do you think of the season i mean how what what did you would you have any highlights or anything that just stood out any riders that you thought were yeah, did better Eli than you expected Tomac is a is an animal he is he's that dude has some serious speed so yeah it'd be cool to see what he has compared to you know jeffrey herlings and people like that well that's that seems to be a big one of the biggest topics that everybody's concerned with is you know who's going to be better at red, at red bud for the mx of nations herlings or eli and I think Mathis made a big deal out of it last night, and he's right that one race doesn't really prove anything, but it's still going to be awfully damn exciting to see. Well, I tell you what, I mean, to those guys it proves something because they're the ones doing it, and um, I think Tomac has a little bit of an edge on him. Just in general or because it's Red Bud? uh, Probably just because it's Red Bud. If it's outdoor motocross, they're both on a different stratosphere than – anybody else on the planet well, let, right let, now. Let's yeah. say let's say they go they theoretically you got Eli and Herlings they're going to do a 10 race series. Just the two of them. Five five Euro tracks, five American tracks. Who do you think comes out on top in the end? No injuries, everything's perfect. Let they're Drake, at, they're let, at their best. I'll let Drake answer that one first cuz I got to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> you know. Uh, there's way there's a lot of guys. That's a but, lot I mean, of racing, a lot of different skill sets. Um, uh, consistently is, I mean, even with motocross nations, it's three motos. You got yeah. to, if you go out there and dominate, dominate in two of them, I mean, it's going to be some, some good racing. Well, you're saying in a 10 race series, five American tracks, five GP tracks. Yeah. And it's just those two, like if they're, you know, I mean, if you take Lommel, Lommel, if Lommel's one of them, obviously Hurlings cleans up i don't know though man tomac's good in that type of soil too though you know yeah we've never seen him race over there so we don't know it's just you know? it's just like i mean obviously no, i've it's heard not, i've it's, heard Lommel's a different animal than yeah. like southwick or any of our sand tracks but i just i, I kind of agree with the quote-unquote experts the the mathises and those guys that the the euros that's all they do is outdoors yeah so hurlings may have a little bit of an edge sure but then you know you just never know because Eli does some things that are just unreal. I think it's a toss up because they're kind of the same guy. Either one of them can throw. I mean, Hurley's is more likely to hit the deck, I think, than Tomac is hard. You know, yeah. But Tomac makes some dumb mistakes sometimes, <laughs> so it's hard to tell. You know, but I mean, you're splitting hairs. And you're talking. I don't know which one would win. I can't even answer it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it'd just be a. I think I think I, I think it'd be a toss up, a really really close series with those two, because Eli and both both of those guys can turn up the, a pace that nobody else knows anything. You know, nobody else can at times. Right. 
That's well, you know, and Eli seems to have that thing of being able to turn it on at the end. And that I mean, does Hurley? I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough GPS to know if Hurley's. Well, if you remember, in, do that Indiana a year ago, he did the same thing. Yeah. he came all the way from the back. You know, and that's if true. Marvin hadn't crashed. He probably wouldn't have caught him, but he did. So yeah. You know. Well, I'm I'm definitely excited about MX of Nations. I think it's it's just going to be a fun event. Um, it's going to be cool to see all those guys. I hope. I hope we do get that battle where it's like one and two or even yeah. two and three where they're right there. I, I don't yeah. want to see like Eli get a good start and Hurlings be 15th. Like I don't want to see that. I want to see them right there next to each other. The cool thing about having it be so competitive between the GP guys and the Americans um, is it's there's probably going to be some drama at some point. I don't mean like they're in there fighting, squabbling, bad start, having to catch somebody, mechanical. having to work your way up through mechanical, this and that. I mean – it's it'll probably be a very interesting event. It'll be, it'll be like unlike one anything you've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, it's know? definitely my first. Drake, have you ever made? Did you ever make a MX Nations at Lakewood or Bud's no. Creek? No, uh, you know, I, I don't think I've I've ever been to another race besides what was local here at Freestone. Freestone, okay, so that's the only national. Yeah, well, until last year, that's the only one I'd ever been to, and I went up to Lakewood mm-hmm. with Mark and got to see that. And I love that Lakewood track. Yeah. That's like my third time to go to that one, right? Too. The yeah, I yeah. actually uh, I I remember now I went to Lakewood and uh, okay we didn't ride but we went and watched yeah. I think was the first year they had it there yeah yeah it's pretty cool I, I definitely I don't know man I'm just I'm excited about well, it so the cool part about it is too is like Red Bud's a totally different animal and uh, I think that track can fit all different types of dudes moto wise like it's not going to be probably a lot like it is at the national because you know they're going to run it like they do a gp circuit yeah they change some things for sure they're, well they're not going to touch it either after they get it right in. no 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 they're going to leave it alone yeah. after that it's just probably going to get really chewed up and rough and ruts everywhere because it's you know nowadays red bud nowadays as opposed to like back in the 90s it's deep you know it's right. a lot of deep soil and it wasn't that way back in the day but i'm excited to see like how many of the euros hit larocco's leap Oh, I'm sure they all will. They're bad. Think all of them? Yeah, I guarantee most of them. Yeah. Yeah. What about the 250 though class? You know, AP's going to do it, but how about the other guys? Uh, I think it just depends on how Tim how Tim has the the run set up to it. It's going to be like like it used to be. Like it's going to it's going to do it's coming down the hill, making the 180 degree left horseshoe and and back up. You'll probably have a lot of guys hitting it then because the way they've had it the last two or three years at the national, the 250 problems with the hockey. Hockey stick is gone. Right, right. He alluded to something like that. That didn't really work out the way he wanted it to, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because people were cutting it. it. He was trying to, you know, even it up a little bit. A lot of these were going were, like inside to out, over outside the berm, to and in. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was a different deal there, but yeah. that jump's big no matter where they <laughs> put the, you know, whatever run you have at it is still big. So yeah. I, saw, ever, I saw a speed check on that jump, and it was only like 30 to 40 miles an hour. Right. But it's – uh, it's a long ways, and you kind of stall out, especially those two fifties. Yeah, it's the elevation <laughs> on it. You know, it's a, it's a pretty good yeah. distance, but there's some eleva hell of an elevation change. Well, the trick is too, like it's so big and like it's such a steep takeoff. Like you know how it is, you lose speed in the air anytime sure. you're in the air. So like you're up against that, you're up against the salt, you know, run up to it, and like you said, you're what thirty something miles an hour or whatever it is. Only the good guys are going to get over that, right? Thing, yeah. It's cool. I hope I hope to see somebody you know, Pastrana might backflip it or knack knack it or whatever. That'd be cool. So get pictures of that. Nice. <laughs> okay. You want to take my camera? Go ahead. But, yeah, I, I, man. I, I wonder. I don't know how close I'll be able to get. You know, there's gonna be a lot of people there. That is gonna be a fun event. Though, yeah. I'll tell you that. You're gonna see some weird, 
weird European s- stuff going on. Sweet. Like dudes are gonna walk through there in a thong. I'm telling you, it's you're that's, not gonna understand. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. But Jamie's like, Jamie's like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know? Hopefully there'll be some ladies and some thongs. No, there might be, dude. There, no telling. What. The B lot. You know how the B lot's real yeah, famous yeah, for the parties. Yeah, yeah. There's no telling how gnarly that thing's right. gonna be for this race. But. Yeah, it's, uh, dude. I'm ready. Hey, so um, we announced last week the giveaway that MX Girl Charlene is doing. Um, is she doing she's, one? She's giving away a set of number plates all the way around, custom number plates. Uh, all you got to do is post your picture on Instagram of your beat-up graphics, uh, tag the Moto X Pod show, and add MX Girl on there, and we'll pick a winner next for the next show. We'll, we'll announce the winner, so keep posting them. I've got some in. Got a few uh, pretty rough graphics, so... Somebody's going to get themselves a custom set of number plates. Uh, also, last week we had Brett Hooper on with Works, Wheels, and Mods. Um, dude, I've been talking to him throughout the week. I'm going to get him to do my suspension. So if you are looking for somebody to do any motor work for you or any suspension work, check out at Works, Wheels, and Mods on Instagram, Brett Hooper. He does some badass work. He, you know, He's a pro mechanic. He's got his own shop. He's got some pretty cool stuff. He, he seems to really know what the hell he's doing. He hadn't been doing it very long, which was the thing that impressed me the most. So, yeah, hit him up. Uh, send, him your, send him your business, man. He, he came on the show, and he's a cool dude. Heck, yeah, man. Heck, yeah. Well, I'm here to attest to Shar uh, and how good, how good her graphics are. Jamie's got a couple sets of yep. them on his bikes. I got some of my 450, my two-stroke I just got. I'm going to put some on there, too. So... That'd be cool. Dan, yeah, she's good, man. She, her stuff's she'll, awesome. She can do anything you need. If you have an idea, um, you hit her up. She'll make it work. You know, Mark Mark had like a checkered flag idea for his Suzuki, and she she knocked it out of the park. It's badass. Mm, that was actually her idea. Oh, it was her? Yeah, I thought it was your idea. No, okay. it was her idea. Okay. I just did the camel stuff. Yeah, and yeah. She just... That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to tell her much. Right. Just be like, yeah, I kind of want this here, and I kind of want this here. About 30 minutes later, you're going to get a proof <laughs> on your yeah, email, yeah. and you're going to be like, wow, that's Sweet. cool. And hey, in uh, November 18th, there's a big event coming up at Cycle Ranch. Um, Todd Trujillo, who is the Central Texas WPS Fly Racing rep, he's going to be on later uh, to tell us a little bit more about it. He is doing his Fly Fun Day. It's a fly racing WPS event. It's going to be at Cycle Ranch, like I said. Uh, Basically, tickets are going to be given out to uh, dealerships. You can go into these dealerships. Once they're out, they're free. Come down, you ride all day. They're going to be doing all kinds of giveaways. All kinds of um, vendors are going to be out there. It's just going to be a really cool event to support fly racing. So if you're basically anywhere in Texas, hell, if you're wherever, it doesn't matter. Drive, drive down to Cycle Ranch November 18th. Come make this event big. We're going to be announcing it over the next couple of weeks. Skippy's going to be announcing uh, at the track that day. You guys know Skippy. Um, yeah, so we I love supporting fly racing. They're a big part. They're part of our show. It's going to be a rad event. I will be posting the flyer on my social media, on the show social media, all that good stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. We have an Amsoil giveaway tonight. So we have the four stroke oil kit. Uh, same thing, man. I just I like the pictures. I like the social media content. So post your social media pictures of what you know of your bikes of your riding give me a, i want corner pictures i want your best blowing the hell out of a berm corner tag moto x pod show and tag dane evans and we will pick a winner uh next week for the amsoil four stroke giveaway you guys we've done that every month since amsoil has been on board it's pretty rad i run amsoil on my bike my van 
I believe Mark, you're still running Amsoil. I still do it. I love that stuff. Yeah, it's man. good stuff. I'm running uh, my van, running all my bikes. Drake, have you ever ran Amsoil? It's okay if you haven't. It's fine. <laughs> no, uh, the last few years we've been running uh, around KTM, so we okay. we switched over to Motor X. I gotcha. did. I did run Amsoil when I ran Hondas. Yeah, I mean Amsoil. You know, they they support the sport of motocross and supercross. And Dane in Mad Jack Synthetics supports our show. And hell, man, I, I, who doesn't want free stuff? You know, it's free oil. We just gave, did a giveaway a couple weeks ago. We did some emails, and he hell, Dane. We we're supposed to give one oil kit away, and Dane came through and gave a wholesale contract basically away to one of our listeners so they get like 30 percent off their amsoil for a whole year for all their vehicles that's rad so support amsoil enter the contest post your pictures oh let's see what else torque one title sponsor you guys need to go torque one hit them up anyway let's uh let's just go to a break and get ready for our first guest because i am off you're off why are you off dude i I always suck at this freaking intro stuff don't well, I feel like I do. Well, hey, you're doing It's you're, a lot to try to. You're doing okay. Anyway. I mean, you only kind of suck. It's cool. Yeah, no, that's, I, I can, I'll accept that. It's fair <laughs> enough. All right, anyway. we'll be back with Ryder Floyd. All right. I'm Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses shock socks, the original and number one 10 second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series. Monster Energy Supercross, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, 
the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using AMSOIL. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll-free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. Like us and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try Allsport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Entenapp. The 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new Women's Light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing is, also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. Cool. Uh, next guest is on the line, and he is brought to you by Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. No one likes replacing fork seals, so ask your local motorcycle shop about Shock Socks. Ryder Floyd, number 296, Texas Pro Privateer. What is up, Ryder? Man, how are you? We're doing good, bud. We're doing real good. What you been up to today? You been uh, training? Yeah, yeah. We didn't do any on-the-bike stuff today, but we were we were in the gym. We were running, so it was a good day. We got better. Well, you just said running and good day in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good day for sure. Are you, uh, yeah. you training with John Short? Yeah, 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 no, we're uh, pretty much staying with him and, and training with him every day of the week, just about, and I'm actually I'm actually in Paris right now, waiting uh, waiting on a couple parts for the race bike, and uh, then headed back to John. So. Okay, okay. Well, Ryder, you, uh, you, you entered your first races this year in the Nationals. Um, you did Tennessee, Spring Creek, Washougal, Unadilla, and Bud's Creek. How do you feel about uh, your experience? You know... I uh I thought it was awesome. You know, I I had a lot of fun. I got better every single weekend, and uh, it was honestly just a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I got to travel the world, travel the United States, and <laughs> seen a lot of places, and 
race some really sweet tracks. So it was. Uh, I'm really looking forward to next year. So we, we, we got some experience now. Yeah. And uh, gonna keep 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 the ball rolling. Well, are you? I mean, did you come? So you you said you had fun, but did you? What were your expectations going in, and did you come away? Um, you know, feel you happier, like doing better than you expected, or about where you expected? Um, honestly, we, we went into the first one of Colorado with really no expectations, and, and uh, we didn't make the motos of Colorado. I uh, learned on a couple things and came back home, and after that, I just made the goal to qualify every weekend. So every weekend we went back, I made it straight out of practice. So and eventually I got put in a practice. So that was. The whole, the whole, uh, the whole season. Pretty much, the goal was to make it straight out of practice. And yeah. Was, once my results were getting a little better, you know, I was kind of, I was really shooting for that point. I was really looking <laughs> for that twentieth spot, but uh, we just, we just couldn't get it this year. But uh, we're definitely next year. We're gonna, we're gonna get it. Hey, Ryder, tell, tell us, uh, what, what do you think the biggest difference was that you noticed? The thing that stuck out in your mind the most when you, t- when you started going to these pro races in, in, get, in, in the motos, not so much in practice, but once the motos kick off, what was the biggest difference between that and the amateur stuff for you? Um, for me, I think it was pretty much a full gate, and everybody on the gate was fast and aggressive. And that's like a, I thought that was a pretty big deal. You know, you go into the first turn with, with, with uh, 39 other guys that are pro that want it just as bad as you do. I mean, it's, it's just a little, it's a little, the start of this tunnel makes me nervous. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it was just the fitness. It was just the long, long motos and the gnarly tracks. Oh, right on, man. Thank yeah, you. I can definitely understand were, that. The tracks were, I mean, I don't, I don't think the TV does justice for how gnarly they get. Oh, yeah. no, definitely not. I mean, I, I've had the pleasure of making a, being live at a couple of these events, and I don't even see how you guys ride on it. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I got to ride Millville for Amateur Day the day before and the day after, and they left it way too damn rough. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryder. No, uh, it, it was, it, it's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, Ryder, Drake here. What's, uh, I mean, what's your plans going forward? Are you just going to do nationals, or are you going to do a little supercross, no. or what's the plan? Uh, the plan is to race East Coast Supercross. Um, I, I've actually been, I rode Supercross, I riding it probably two weeks ago, and uh, just kind of get my feet wet with it. I started really early, so I could get a lot of time in on it, but the plan is East Coast Supercross, and uh, kind of see what that takes to see how we, see, you know, what we learn, where we finish, and uh, and I'm thinking Outdoor Nationals next year on the 450. Okay. So, Heck yeah. So, it, yeah. As of right now, it, I don't know if John has a deal set or anything, but is he planning on East Coast also? Um, I I believe he is, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's, uh, he, uh, I believe he is, but anything could change. Yeah, yeah. I just I would think that'd be probably helpful and beneficial to you to have somebody that you're you're close with and has a little bit of experience under his belt to to be able to go to the races with. I think that'd be. That'd probably be a, a positive if he could do the same series you're doing. Oh yes, I mean John is John has done so he's done a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I think it'd be really good just staying together and keep training, and I, I'm sure he will be doing the East Coast as well. So. Well, and you mentioned you you started doing Supercross here recently, uh, you know. Yeah. So like, what do you think of it so far? Like, where where do you need to improve? What like to me? I mean, I wouldn't want to go through a set of Supercross whoops, and I wouldn't want to jump a triple. So like what yeah. what are you what are you getting from it? What are you learning? What do you is there anything that kind of makes you nervous? Um, 
you know, my first day on the Supercross track, I'm not going to lie, the first thing I was thinking about was the triple. Um, you know, I, I, was, I was scared of the triple, but, I mean, I, I did it. And after that, really, I mean, it's just I haven't got on the Supercross track and went out there and just tried the moto. So, right now, we're just literally just riding the track, doing the jumps. And, and I really haven't hit a super big set of whoops yet. So, we're still, you know, just learning on it. We haven't – uh. We haven't got down and done a whole bunch of, of just super just moto and on the track trying to go really fast. Are so, you do you find it uh the more you get on it, are you able to start putting sections together on that and keep get have a keep a good rhythm, stay in a good flow? Yeah, yeah, I know. Especially like towards the end of the day I start feeling like the track is is, is yeah, like you said, it's just starting to flow a little better, but uh it is it's a totally different ball game. I mean, it feels almost like you're holding your breath for one completely, you know, you hold your breath for air. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's uh I don't know. It's a, it, I honestly I really really enjoy riding it. I'm ready for yeah, I'm ready for the days me and John are just going to be motoring on it. Well, so, yeah. So how about setup? Uh, you know, suspension obviously bike setup's completely different for Soupy compared to outdoors. Uh, I mean, yeah. are you learning all that on your own? Do you have somebody helping you kind of say, "Hey, let's try this?" Yeah, no, I'm actually I'm, I'm with with Jim Lewis at Merge Racing, and uh, he uh he's he's got it figured out. I mean, we kind of we do some testing. We haven't really set uh, done a full day of testing the Supercross track. We just got it set up, and he's watched it some. But yeah, we, Jim's always out there. We're just making the bike better every day. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, they you they know. seem to have a pretty good program. I mean, you know, they they've been helping John out for years, also, and. John's pretty damn fast in Supercross. If if John, you know what, yeah. I'll tell you that if you could get your starts down, I don't know. I don't know how good you know you're going to be off the grades. It's hard, you know, with that yeah. level of um, pro riders at a Supercross. But dude, yeah. if you could come out of the gate well, you're going to beat John in the first turn. That's almost a given. <laughs> so at least you have that to bust his balls about. Yeah, no, uh, that's funny you say that. No. We uh, we're definitely gonna do a whole bunch of starts before Supercross this year. That's for sure. We've got we've got some greats being built and some gates and stuff. So that's nice. That's number one on the list to start. Dude, that is John's. You know, he and I have talked about it. That's man, that's his weak point. But I feel like if yeah. John could get his starts down consistently, there's no reason he can't be a top 12, 13 guy. Oh, he's if a not top, better. I think he's a top ten guy if he yeah. gets his starts down. I watched him yeah, at Dallas last yeah. year. He's good. Towards, towards the end of the season, we were, every Thursday, we were riding, but we weren't on the track. We were doing starts all day long. And, and John, I think at Wachtugal, he got his first good start. I yeah. Think he was eighth, eighth or something, eighth or ninth. Yep. So, we, we, like, we were starting to do the starts more, you know, towards the end of the season. Can we kind of, we're trying to make that the, you know, the number one thing for Supercross. Definitely, definitely. That's, I mean, that's a key, dude. That's, I mean, really, that's. Probably yeah. the number one, you know, that's always the keys of the race that Jeff Emig likes to throw up. He's got to get a good start. <laughs> yeah, so start. everybody yeah, knows that, but it's it's easier yeah. said than done. So, yeah. Um, man, Ryder, I've known you since you were a little kid coming out, you know, working with Michael Gage. Um, yeah. At what point did you say, at what age, where were you when you said, okay, this is what I want to do for a career? Um, honestly, it was. It was kind of back and forth. Like I wanted to do it, and I just I wasn't capable of making it happen at the time. And pretty much in March, in March, whenever I watched, I decided to go pro is honestly whenever. Wow. I really like hit everything hard, you know. And, okay. And, and like I said before, I was trying to do it, but I didn't really have the right resources, and there's just a bunch of stuff going on, so I wasn't really able to 
sit there and try to do it. And then in March, it's either like, do it or, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. So we're, we're in it full time now. That's that's a big I mean that's a big step. I would have thought like at age ten or twelve you'd have been like okay this is what I want to do. So you saying that like yeah. a month or no, so? Whenever, you know, no, like whenever I was younger, that's what I wanted to do and stuff. But just growing up, uh, it was almost like I kind of slowly stopped racing at the races and stuff uh, as I was getting a little older. And uh, whenever I I want to say twenty sixteen. I got bought. I got a Yamaha 250, and that was really. I started taking it serious again, and then really didn't think a whole lot about going pro yet until literally we March rolled around after the JS7, and we I just decided to do it. So, so Ryder, what what did you do up to your your pro you know debut? How did you get your license? Did you obtain that through Loretta's, um, or how's that? How no, I had place? I had already. Um, I went to Loretta's last year in the A class, and I had enough points this year after the James Stewart National. So all I just applied for it is all I had to do. I already had the racing done. Right, perfect. Nice. So you don't have so, to you didn't have to do any of the arena crosses or anything like that to get points for Supercross? Uh well that we, I was yeah, I was gonna end up I was gonna do that last year to do some arena cross, but I got hurt at Minios in November and I sat off the bike from November till March. Okay. So how does oh. how does that work for Supercross this year? Do you already have enough points where you can do that, or do you have to do some of the well, a- amateur days? Yeah, so they set up the amateur days um, at the beginning. Like they put, a, I want to say, three amateur days mm-hmm. that are before East, uh, before uh, Dallas, like a pretty good ways. Yeah. So my plan is to go to California in January and go out there and race uh, the amateur days, and I'm actually trying to find out if they're going to do points at Minios. Oh, okay. So that's another option. If they're going to do uh, Supercross points at Minios on the SX track, then I'm going to go up there and race that and then do the all the amateur days leading up to Dallas. Have, have you guys heard, or Ryder, you may know this better than anybody, are they going to actually make this more? Because last year the amateur day, the track was way tame. Are they going to do more with it this year to justify getting you guys ready for an actual Supercross track? You know, Are they going to make it more of a, a Supercross track? Or do you know? Yeah, um, I, I'm honestly I'm not sure, but uh, I I, I don't know. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, it seems like they so, need to leave it, you know, like the night before if they expect pros to get their licenses and then right, you know, if, if they're they're using this basically as, you know, training or you know to say hey these guys are ready, but if the track's not even the same, then it really doesn't prove anything. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, they're going to be. I would think they'd change it. Yeah, but at the same time, they're going to have kids out there on fifties and. It's probably going to be everything but big whoops. And yeah, stuff maybe like maybe that, tame the whoops know. down, but. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty stoked about the amateur day, um, thing this year. I think they're they're at like half the round, so it's going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I think it'll be really. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. So yeah. hopefully, if we got to go to Minios and get some points, and then I'm just going to race until I get my license. But I, you know. I, the way I'm training, the way I'm riding, I plan on getting a license in the first first uh, first two or three rounds I do, and then Dallas, and then we'll go to East Coast. I like cool. that. I like the confidence, so, man. That's great. Yeah, he's got I that. Mean, He'll make it. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, I'm not trying to sound like cocky or anything. <laughs> no, no, you need to be, man. I put a lot of work into it, so you're the guy doing the work. So if yeah. you're sure you can do yeah. it, hey, there ain't no re- there ain't nothing wrong with telling everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, tell us a little bit about um, who's helping you out. I know your mom and dad, man, they've been supporting you since you're a little kid. They're always at the track. Um, so 
I, I saw your mom at pretty much the the two nationals that I was at. She was there. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, I know she's been traveling with you. Your dad helps you out. Tell us a little bit about them and, and how they have supported you and who else is helping you. Well, uh, my mom, actually, she, uh, she carried me the whole season. She, she did everything for me. Um, my, my dad helped much because basically me, my mom and dad, and I've got Jason Busendine from, uh, Maxim that helps me out big time. Uh, Moto Graphics, Shock Shock, and, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, honestly. You know, we didn't have a whole lot going in, but sure. the, guys, the people that were helping me were really helping me. So, Well, it, it's good to have that family support that you have. I mean, you know, a lot of a lot of the young amateur riders have that, but, I mean, your dad and your mom, I mean, they, I know they, they gave a lot to, to get you the opportunity to be where you are. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I mean, yeah, like I said, she did everything. They, everybody did everything they possibly could for me this year. So sure, we'll uh, we'll keep working hard. You know, hopefully we get some more help for Supercross, and then uh, just kind of keep building from that. Hey, Ryder, so, if if somebody, if one of one of the one of our listeners here is interested in helping you, how can they get in contact with you? Um, get in contact with me. Uh, I'll uh, my Instagram bio will have my email. My okay. Instagram's got a on there. Um, What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Ryder Floyd uh, two ninety six. Awesome. All one one word. Well, Ryder, before we let you go, um, like, what's what? Give me one really rad experience you had at nationals, or like a store, anything that just stands out. What was the best part of it? Um, honestly, I think we uh, after uh, Bud's Creek, we. Went back and we all—I I mean, all the way up until I think like two or three o'clock in the morning—we rode scooters around Washington D.C. <laughs> That's and awesome. That was that was really really cool. We uh, the White House and we seen we seen everything. So I thought that was that, that was my favorite trip right there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's well, cool. man, I'm I'm proud of you, man, to see you out there and you're making something. You're making Texas proud. You're 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 working. You and John, man, are just. Two two buddies, and I, I love seeing you guys do well. And I hope to see, I hope to see you make some main events at Supercross, man. I mean, you know, shit, just reach for the, reach for the reach for the podium. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work hard all the way until that point. So I'm I'm excited to see where we'll be. All right, Ryder. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on tonight, and uh, tell John that I said he needs to work. Keep working on starts until they're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Hey, Ryder, why don't you why don't you Get him out to the track with you and say, look, we're going to have a clinic. You're going to come over here and you can show him how to do starts and <laughs> teach him what's happening. No, yeah, I mean, as much as I don't want to say it, you know, John, during the week on the starts, he, he whoops me up and down. Right. Okay. He, he gets me on the starts. But, no, we're uh, we're working on him. We're working on him. Thank you all for having me tonight. <laughs> all right, Ryder. Take hey, care, buddy. Be good safe. Luck, Ryder. We'll see you. At, I think I'll be at Phoenix Supercross. So, uh, I'll probably see if that's awesome. a, They're having an amateur day there, I believe. So, I know they are. Yeah. Doc's going to race it. So, yeah, I'll probably see you there. If, awesome. Well, I'll be there. I'll see y'all soon. Thank hey, 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 man, are you are you going to run the uh, the Pro-Am at Johnsonville? Yes. I, I'm, I'm doing the Han Brothers this weekend and the uh, Pro Challenge next weekend in okay. Johnsonville. Well, I, I'll, I won't be at the Pro Challenge, but I will be at the Pro-Am at Johnsonville. So, I'll see you then. Good luck. Are you, go, are you going to Red Bud? Yes. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so I'll – I'll, I'll, uh, that's awesome. I guess I'll see y'all soon. Thanks y'all for having me. All right, buddy. Thank you, Ryder. Have a good see one, you, man. man. Bye bye. It's mo- it's uh it's money race season. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. They're all coming up right now. Yeah. Um, Tyler Ancient App had texted me about maybe coming to um 
the the uh, pro challenge, the pro challenge, and I told him about the pro am, but I don't know if he's going to make it. But I know Rich Taylor. I think Richard's going to come out and try to race it. Really, that's the plan. Uh, last time I talked to him, which was like a week ago. Yeah, so I think he's coming out. That so yeah, there's gonna be some fast dudes out here. I wish I could go. I'm not gonna be here. Yeah, I hate. I'm gonna miss it. You gonna try to make the pro pro challenge and at least watch? Man, uh, I haven't been to the pro challenge since probably 2012 when I rode. Oh wow, oh, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, even yeah. to watch, huh? Not even to watch. Jeez. So uh, okay, probably, probably probably miss it this year. Well, well possibility. I hate that I'm gonna miss it, but I'm gonna be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm damn sure not missing the MX of Nations if I if I can help it. So. I will be uh, blown up or fill, uh, right. oil well casing, so I won't be able yeah. to make that. I'm even but. missing um, my buddy Monty is opening for Sebastian Bach, who's one of my favorite singers of all time, in you, Dallas. You got a quote from Bach on your arm, yes, don't I you? Yes, I do. I do yeah. have one of his lyrics tattooed on my arm. But, yeah, he's yeah. open. they're playing in Dallas the Friday night before MX of Nations, but I'll, I'll, be I'll already there. be in Michigan. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I hate that's missing bummer, that, but I had to but... give my tickets away the other day. So. I like talking to guys like Ryder, man. They're enthusiastic. Yeah. They're you know, you can't tell them that, that what they're doing is hard, you know? Right, they're right. Just doing it. Yeah. That's the kind of dude. Well, and the like. privateers, man, we know how much more difficult it is for those guys. Mm-hmm. And the, they have so many less opportunities and mm-hmm. support, and they're still out there doing the best they can. Heck yeah, I mean, man. It's, they're only doing it for the love of it, because yeah. I'm sure Ryder didn't make any money. No, especially if you're not getting – well, I mean, you don't make any money in the Nationals. Well, anyway. yeah, he'd, yeah. Have to, he'd have to get way, way up towards the front to get I mean, like, I'm sure – my point, I, I doubt anybody – his sponsors really gave him any money. It was just out there – Let's see if we can see if we can help. I'd like to see if I can jump in and help somebody next year. Yeah, travel expenses, gas or something. Get him hooked up with uh, Privateer Life. So absolutely, yeah. I got John. John didn't even know about it. We got him hooked up at the last. Hey, Garrett will take care of them guys, man. He'll help them out. Yep, he always does. So, all right, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be back with our next guest. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod Show. All right. On the line with me, brought to you by Fly Racing, is the Central Texas WPS Fly Racing rep, Todd Trujillo. Todd, what's up today, buddy? Oh, not much. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Just uh, ready to do some moto talk. And you've got a pretty exciting event coming up down in the uh, San Antonio area, I guess it is. Um with fly racing and i want you to tell us about it because i'm excited yeah so uh we have it's called the fly fun day um it's going to be at cycle ranch this year every year it kind of changes um this year it's at cycle ranch uh we're actually you'll need a ticket to get in uh tickets will be going out to all the dealerships across texas um starting october 8th we'll start receiving them uh basically you don't need to purchase anything just go to a shop Ticket, come down the 18th, and you can start riding for free. Um, at the same time as the event, we're going to be having um, kind of a uh, all the dealers in the Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas area, all well, Texas in general, I guess, are all invited to come out and, and sell some products. So they'll be having some killer deals on products throughout the day. Um, we also um, have a bunch of giveaways throughout the day. So every time you purchase something, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get entered into a uh, a drawing to win all kinds of cool stuff, swag and uh, 
fly racing. We give away some uh, pop-up tents this year. We'll have goggles and uh, through fly and stock goggles. We'll have uh, all kinds of stuff this year. Yeah, this this uh, first of all, it's November eighteenth is the event date, correct? That's correct. Yes, sir. And like you said, it's, I mean, you don't have to just be in the San Antonio area. This is going to be a big event, Cycle Ranch, which is a track that I'm excited to visit for the first time. I've heard nothing but good things about this facility. No, it, it, it's an awesome place. It, it, it was definitely some time for us to talk and figure it out every year. It's a, it's a battle to kind of, you know, pick the right place for this venue. It's a growing, it's a growing event. I mean, the first year we had just under 500. Uh, last year, um, we had a little over, a little over 600. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're, we're hoping to have a good turnout for sure. I think stock range is definitely going to help that out for sure. Definitely. And, and, uh, you know, Craig Martin, one of our, one of your, uh, fellow WPS reps and a friend of mine was the one that let me know about it. And so he's going to be involved and most of our listeners know who Craig Martin is and Skippy's going to be doing the announcing. That's pretty rad. He's a cool dude. Um, but tell me a little bit what you can about some of the vendors that are involved. You mentioned a couple to me off the air. Who can you tell us? Yeah, so as of right now, officially we have um, the Fly Racing, obviously, uh, WPS. Um, also, Pirelli Tires is going to be on scene. Um, Motul. Uh, we're also going to have um, Concierge Media, uh, which is an extreme um, sports division. Uh, uh, kind of a filming company essentially okay we're doing uh, some cool uh you know filming and editing on scene so if you want to get something we kind of selling some packages there but also you can talk to them they're a really awesome crew um we're going to be having um torque ones actually one we, uh, we uh brought in today um and, and the list is getting bigger we've got a lot of guys who are babies we're still kind of waiting on them uh to get the final yeses um we're also going to have 812 suspension on hand uh, doing some suspension tweaks and stuff, as well as uh, uh, MX Factory also, too, kind of some talking some things and whatnot as far as uh, training packages and that kind of stuff. Um, and also uh, Easy Designs out of Austin. They do uh, jersey graphics and uh, bike graphics as well, too. Okay. So, yeah, I think off-air you were talking, and you mentioned a minute ago, like if you come down there, to, there's going to be all kinds of vendors on site. There's going to be a lot of dealerships on site, and they're going to be selling products. Um, and, you know, if you buy a product, you're going to be entered into some raffles, I believe. Is that how it's going to work? That's correct. So every every, every one item you purchase, uh, we'll, we'll get you one drawing in the raffle. Uh, I mean, the day's going to start off with kind of some smaller stuff, a little mm-hmm. promo backpacks and, and um, hats, T-shirts, whatnot. But as the day progresses, those get bigger. Uh, last year, uh, we gave away the entire set of gear. Um, I think Alpine Stars actually donated a pair of boots last year. Awesome. Um Year before, we actually gave away a uh, Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, and Weston Pike helmet actually worn by them in the Outdoor Nationals uh, and was signed by them. So we've yeah. got some other things that we're working on on that. That's just hard to get a hold of, but we're working to get it uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, and those are given out at the end of the day. Yeah, that, the big action. everybody loves, yeah, I, I just had to give away a Blake Baggett signed helmet and a... Uh Trey Kennard signed helmet. They that was not like I wanted to keep those for myself, but man, those were some really cool gifts to give away. So anybody that gets a chance to win those is pretty lucky. It's it definitely they're hard. They're hard to let go, but at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's for the right thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, you know, everybody that knows me knows fly racing is like 
that's that's my like my heart right there. I'm all about fly racing. So I think this is a really cool event um, that's going to be growing every year, like you say. And it's, I mean, there's a lot of ride time. You're going to get to come down and do a lot of riding on this great track and hang out with some cool people. And it's, it just sounds like it's going to be an amazing event. And I'm really looking forward to coming down and being a part of it. I, I agree. I think I think this year is going to be one of the record books. Um, you know, we've got a lot of cool things happening on the backside of things. You know, the dealership, uh, all the dealerships involved, and we were having guys from Houston talking about coming up. We've got guys from Dallas coming down, possibly uh, San Antonio, Austin. I mean, this yeah. is awesome for the dealers to participate in and uh, help. You can also get the guy, the consumers, some awesome, you know, some awesome pricing. You know, right, right before Christmas too. Definitely, yeah. Because you know, and you said to get tickets. For this, they can go into their local dealers once they're available. Um, and, and you said it's no charge, right? How do you get these tickets? How would you, how would you get the tickets from the dealers? So all you need to do is ask for say you're there for some fly fun day tickets, and they'll That's have them printing out. Uh, these are you know real real tickets. Yeah, these are going ones you cannot replicate. They are <laughs> they're they're not they're not easy to come by. Um, but we're going to have thousands out there for everybody, I and mean, there's just no charge. Uh, if for some chance in the past two years, some guys can't make it to the shops, it is going to be uh, $10 at the gate. Okay. Uh, so if you can't get a ticket, we're still going to be still discounted so you can still come out and enjoy the fun times. But, uh, you know, but obviously try to get those tickets though if you can. That's going to save some money for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that blows me away that you're, you and WPS and Fly Racing is willing to put this event on. And it's, I mean, it's, you, you look, you can go to one of the best tracks in Texas, if not the best track. A lot of people consider it to be one of the best tracks. Go ride for free have a chance to win all these cool prizes, hang out with, you know, you never know. There may be some, uh, some fly sponsored riders show up. You just don't know. You know I mean? It's going to be a pretty rad. Yeah. It's a pretty rad event. Um, I hate that I didn't make the, you know, make it last year. Um, I'm really excited that Craig got me involved. So the, the Moto X pod show can come down and do that. Um, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm like, I can't wait for it to get here. Well, it, it, it can't come soon enough. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's shift gears just for a minute, Todd. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with WPS. So I actually came from the uh, uh, ATV side by side part of the industry. Essentially, I actually uh, worked at a uh, shop in Kyle, Texas, for a few years um, after uh, uh, moving here moving back here from Alabama and um, we am uh, uh, the, the opportunity kind of popped up and, and I had to go for it. I mean, they've got the phenomenal company was kind of a end goal for me in, in life as far as, you know, kind of retired doing it because it's a phenomenal company to work for. Um, and I, I jumped on it as soon as I could. And, and uh, I've been here now for about four years. Uh, you know, before that I kind of got in the industry as far as in the beginning, by actually, um, interviewed for a guy with uh, I had a bunch of uh, bull riding and cowboying background, so using the, the, the side by sides and stuff, but work with a different approach that they were used to seeing. So it, it, it's been a fun journey. I mean, you know, got into you know, adult. I have uh, four kids and two of the four ride dirt bikes. Uh, one's you know, little, little under uh, uh, two months old, and oh, wow. he's not riding much quite yet. <laughs> yeah. we're, 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 we're going to get them there. Sure. Right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, we go out, the kids go out, they want to do a few torques races, and, and um, you know, they're, they're out there. They'll be out there to fly fun day most likely and, and uh, having a good time out there. You'll see them. You can kind of knock them over if you want because they enjoy it. Um, <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's it's an awesome it's an awesome company and 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 you know this this not having much moto background in the beginning of all this i mean i, I kind of submerged myself in it and really um really just took a liking to it and, and it, it became more than just a job and a passion and the wife would tell you that it, it's definitely a uh well, that's really cool. Yeah. Everybody that seems to be a part of WPS and fly racing are just good family people. And you know, they're, it's, it is a great, it's a great company. That's the reason that I kind of, uh, was drawn to it and fell in love with it and am very dedicated to, you know, to fly and, and they are, you know, a sponsor of our show now as of September 1st. So yeah, I look forward to a long relationship with WPS and Fly Racing. No, definitely. No, that's, that's, it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal company. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Todd, man, I really appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time and, and inviting us down for this. And I want to, uh, we'll continue to promote it on our social media and on the show for the coming weeks. And um, we'd definitely like to get you back on, you know, maybe two weeks out or something like that. And we'll, we'll promote it again. Definitely, for sure. All right, Todd. Look well, forward to it. Hey, thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of your time, and uh, look forward to actually meeting you. You know, on November eighteenth, and we'll we'll talk to you again real soon. Awesome. Thank you for your time. All right, Todd. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, see ya. All right, guys. So yeah, I'm gonna um, I'll promote that and put you know post the flyer on my social media. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. But if you're in the Texas area or hell, if you're not make the drive, it's going to be a rad event, November 18th at cycle ranch, the fly fun day. It, and you can follow the fly fun day page on Facebook. Just search it out. Fly fun day. All right. We'll be back with our next guest shortly. We are back with our next guest of the night, who is brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. So, yeah, our next guest is a uh, he's a he's one of our two or three fans that we actually have. He listens and he supports the show. Um, you guys know him on Instagram as at Tony351KTM, Tony Cutler from New Zealand. What's up, buddy? Hi, guys. How's it going? Going good, dude. First of all, I, I love your, your accent. is so rad. <laughs> I hope you can understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a little man love on this side of the, on this side of the line, uh, Tony. Jamie really, really likes the way you talk. I do. Really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now. Well, Tony, man, first I want to tell you how much we appreciate your support because it, it really honestly means a lot to us. You support us on Patreon, and, uh, you know, we try to talk about that every so often, and thank you. No, that's great. I'd like to sort of help guys out and love just listening to the podcast and getting to listen and talk about motocross. Absolutely. Well, let's do a little bit of that. Um, 
So I talked to you yesterday, just a little pre thing to kind of get to know you, and you had some really cool stories. But um, Tony, tell us about you know how you got involved with riding dirt bikes, motocross in New Zealand. Probably we live in a small town, sort of a farming type town, and um, even though my parents were in a business, a lot of my friends at school grew up on were farmers. And obviously, in those days, most farms had motorbikes. So when I'd go out there and sort of stay on the farms, I got to ride motorbikes. Um, and then as soon as I could afford to buy one, I bought an old Yamaha DT125 and decided that it was a little bit slow and then <laughs> bought a 1980 Yamaha IT175 and drove a bike and started racing. And basically, since then, for the last 37 years on and off, I've basically raced motorbikes. And have you always done motocross, or is there, a, is there like, I would assume in New Zealand there's a lot of cool trails to ride, like maybe in the mountains or, you know, through the, just the beautiful scenery of your country? There is, when we were younger, we'd go up in the hills, go trail riding up in the mountains and the hills, but probably the last 20 odd years, um, all I've done is motocross. Okay. Um, a bit of hair scrambles, cross-country events earlier. But obviously three hours for a 53-year-old now is a bit too long, so it's just basically motocross. And the last six months or so, they've um, tried to get, well, we're getting flat track racing going again here in New Zealand. Um, so I've taken the front brake off my bike, put flat track tires on it, and gone out for a bit of a play out there as well. Yeah, that sounds fun. Now, motocross is pretty. How's the scene over in New, in New Zealand? You guys got how many? You guys got a lot of tracks, a lot of guys that ride, or how, how does that work now? There's a lot of a lot of the tracks. All right, you've got your purpose-built motocross tracks. But a lot of the tracks are basically on farmland because there's a lot of farmland, so there's a lot, you know, a lot of different motorcycle, motorbike clubs. Um, so a lot of the events are just on you know, working farms, so they'll lay out the track maybe a week, a couple of weeks before a race meeting, um, rip it if they decide to, and um, then we just go racing. Cool. All then right. you also have, obviously, the, the bigger purpose-built tracks as well. It, what's the turnout at like a local motocross race? You know, you're a vet rider, um, you know, but wh- what is that turnout for the youth and, and then, you know, the, the middle-aged guys, the, the college boy, as we call it over here, and then even the, the vets? How many riders do you have shown up? Probably I'll take what we had last weekend our sort of local club championships. The turnout wasn't that great because there's been a lot of other events on. Um, NX1 was really not that good, only about 10 or 15 bikes. Vets, they have the vets, two age groups, um, 35 to 45, and they would be about 20, and then 45 over, about 20. Um, junior classes are always good. MX2, about 30-odd riders. Okay. Um, but the, the bigger event we have here in the South Island each year, which is in June, um, and the seniors there, the, the MX2 class, there was over 40 bikes because they had to do qualifying. Nice. NX1, there would have been 25, and sort of in amongst the NX1 class, um, because obviously New Zealand's split to two islands, North Island and South Island, so it makes it a little bit, obviously you have to go on a ferry to get to the other island, so it makes travelling a little bit harder. Yeah. But at our bigger event, the one we had in June, uh, NX1, you had um, uh, ben Townley raced in it, uh, who's raced in America, um, world champion. Josh Coffins, ex number world number two from a few years ago. And you know, see so a lot of the bigger names come down to it. Um, so it's pretty strong. Now, do you know, uh, I mean, you, you guys, 
know Coppins and Townley? You see them around a little bit, or, or uh, tell me about that. Do those guys show up quite a bit. They show up quite a bit. You see them around because it's so small. You know, yeah, New Zealand being four million people, you basically you don't know everybody in motocross, but <laughs> you know, any of the larger events, um, you've got yeah, you know, like Josh Coppins turning up. Um, obviously, Cody Cooper, who's just done your outdoor series. Um, yeah, you know, Cody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like with the New Zealand Motocross of Nations team this year, a good buddy of ours, Hamish Harwood's in the team, and I think he's been in the last three years. So you get to know know them, or know of them, say hi to them, hello to them, because they're there when you're there. Mm-hmm. Well, i got to say, T- Townley is one of my absolute all-time favorite guys. He was an amazing rider. I got to see him race quite a bit over here. And, uh, you know, Coppins, too. Coppins raced for, shoot, however many years he was relevant and good. Um is you guys got talent coming out of there. That's right. And then obviously you had Shane King back in the middle, Shane and Daryl King back in the 90s, racing over Europe and doing really well. Mm-hmm. Now, Coppins, how many – he does – Motocross of Nations is coming up. Coppins did that event like what? Crazy – how many times did he race that event? It was a lot, wasn't it? It was a lot. But back – yeah, there was a good team when he was in it, and I think when it was – Daryl King and Shane King and Josh and I. Mm-hmm. I think the best we got was third. I think. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, that um, yeah, Josh was Josh was still quick. When you go out and watch him ride, he's he's still fast. Yeah, absolutely. Third's good though. Like uh, our team over here, we'd be we'd be begging for that third the last few years. The so third's legit. <laughs> hey Tony, that's right. Tony Drake uh, here. So, what do you think about the MX Nations team for this year? You're, you're the American one, no, you, American team. Your team, uh, New Zealand. Uh, our team, our team. Hopefully, will make the get into the top twenty, make the final. But it's obviously you've got um, Katie Cooper, who's he um, finished eleventh in your series, so he's you know, got the race pace. Uh, Reese Carter's doing well. My buddy um, Hamish Harwood's just come off finishing second in the Australian MX2 Championship. So yeah, we should be. Yeah, I'd like to. Hopefully, we'll make it into the finals, and I'd say top 15 something like that yeah i mean there's nothing wrong with that i mean hell making the finals at such a large event man it's 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 gonna be a rad event i can't wait that's right that's just a shame that um, i'd love to be going over to it but i've already been across to america twice this year so i can't <laughs> really justify coming over again right well now talking speaking of coming over here you you told me a little story about the internet brothers uh last night when we were talking why don't you tell our listeners about that it's I'll, I'll sort of start go back about three or four years ago um for some reason on facebook tyler internet sent me a friend request so i accepted it and we got to chatting so the last few times i've been across i've caught up with them um did the collective experience with tyler at anaheim too just before he couple of days before he broke his hip um and after the glendale supercross i was talking to adam and i said oh how's ty doing he said oh he's sitting at home bored <laughs> so um i said oh jump up and see him so um, obviously i was staying in los angeles area drove up there um i got a message halfway up that he was bored so going out to watch adam practice so um i went out and watched adam practice and chatting to tyler obviously um then adam had to take drake his dog Frenchie to the vet, so I took Tyler back to his place, and we were sitting on the couch, you know, shooting the breeze, I guess, watching, uh, I think we were watching Arena Cross on TV, just chatting away along with best buddies, um, he said, oh, do you want to go down and look at our race shop? He said, I can't 
Bob's going down because I'm on crutches. So I went down there, had a bit of poke around where they could do their bot work on their bikes, and um, that was great. They just sort of opened the house up and let me in. So it was a good experience. Yeah, it's well, as I always say, just the people in our industry are so awesome, and especially Tyler and Adam, man, they just treat you like they're, they're like you said, like they're your family, and that's pretty neat that you got yeah. to experience that. That's right, and, and Ashley, she's one phenomenal lady. Ashley's a really nice lady. Yeah, well, yeah, Ash, Ash, is, money. Ash is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. We've had her on the show, which I th- you probably know. I haven't had a chance to meet her yet, but, yeah. but yeah, she's she's a pretty rad chick, other than the fact that she listens to country music. <laughs> it's nice. I like country music as well. Oh, man. Jamie's a, Jamie, Jamie don't do country no, at all. No, <laughs> not Not a fan. But, when I was over, well, what do you so when I was over in May... Um, for the super, I can't, went, went to the Vegas Supercross. Uh, yeah, when Adam was coming, trying to come back from a broken collarbone. Yep, and you know, he did practice, and then he couldn't ride. And I think Adam and Ash had gone to the medical rig to get get something. And Ty and I were just sitting there talking. And the amount of guys that came up to Ty, thinking that Ty was Adam. <laughs> one of the, yeah, obviously one of them. Adam, Adam. And in the end, he sort of gave up, saying he wasn't Adam. And I actually think why the new T-shirt that Ty's got out with Hash the brother on the back. Yeah. I think that's sort of how it came about was because of that weekend in Vegas. I'm wearing mine right now. It just came in today. I got mine about two weeks ago. It was good. Yeah. Well, I think I think you posted it, and that's when I realized it even existed. So I went on and ordered it. So. Hey, uh, you, so you you asked about the American team, the MX of Nations team. What do you think about just MX of Nations in general? What do you see happening? You know, where do you see Hurlings finishing? Where do you see US Eli finishing? What What are your thoughts? On paper, I think obviously the American team's got the best chance for a while. That if the riders stay healthy, um, they should win. It'll be good to see um, Tomac and Hurlings battling each other and, and Caroli as well. Yeah, I think. The, go ahead. The biggest shame was the, the, the biggest shame was the French team that you know they, they should have put Marvin in. Yeah, now t- I agree with that. Yeah, I don't definitely. Th- I don't know. I think what once uh, Faber got hurt, they asked him and he declined. I don't. We don't know why he declined. He, maybe he just hasn't lack of preparation, or maybe he was just a little bitter that they didn't pick him first. But uh, what, what do you yeah. think? Uh, straight up battle, Tomac and Hurlings. Who do you got at Redbud? If it's just those two racing, unsure. Okay. Just about go Hurlings. Right. I kind of agree. I, I mean, I honestly, I kind of agree. But go ahead, tell us why you think. Do we want? I subscribe to the um, MX, we MX GT TV um, out of Europe. So I watch the races um, after that, you know, so after when I've got time. And when Hurlings need to, needs to ride, he can ride fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Oli are above everybody else. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, just, I, I keep saying this, I'm really looking forward to just getting a chance to watch it in person and see what these guys do. I know it's not the end all be all test one race at, you know, that's a team race, but it's still going to be. Pretty neat to see. Pretty amazing what those guys can do on motorcycles. That's right. No, it should be good. Definitely. Do you have a, a pick for the uh, podium for the top? Who who is the top three teams? Let's say USA, um, Puerto Rico, Dutch and Guam. 
Puerto Rico. <laughs> Puerto Rico and Guam. Let's go on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen, but I'm just joking. No. <laughs> so, but, any yeah, thoughts? I just have to say that yeah, Team USA will, be, will win. Man, if we don't, something crazy, I feel like something crazy has to happen for us not to. Right, right. Thanks. Yes, yes. Well, Tony, um, so you had another story over in New Zealand. You were telling me um, about Pink coming over to do a show and, and then what happened based off that concert. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, Pink has just finished doing her Australian-New Zealand tour, which is, I think, she did quite a few concerts in Australia, three or four in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I jokingly said to my wife about a month ago, well, two months ago it would be now, oh, I should message Carrie Hart and tell him we've got the New Zealand Vets motocross champs on about two hours from where um, Pink's playing a concert that night. Um, and then we laughed about it and I didn't do anything. Then, because where the New Zealand Vets champs are this year is about two hours from where I live, mm-hmm. and then two hours south is where Pink was playing. So Thursday before the race meeting, um, I was looking at Instagram in the morning, and Carrie Hart had put a post up saying, can someone give me some details about the New Zealand Vets champs? I've just read about it and want to race. Um, so a few other people obviously missed them back. MNZ, which is our sanctioning body here in New Zealand, obviously got it put through that he get a competition license, um, a New Zealand license, quicker than normal. <laughs> and um, he just turned up on the, on the Saturday morning and borrowed a Haslana 450 in a race. That's, but what it That's did, cool. What it did do is um, that it lifted the profile of the event, that um, obviously it made mainstream news, not just the sports news, but mainstream news when it never would have done. Um, that Carrie was racing and so people said, oh, baby, Pink will turn up as well, <laughs> but obviously she had a concert. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all happened within a couple of days because a buddy of mine owns a motorbike shop in Dunedin, which is where Pink was playing. And I was talking to him on Saturday morning. He said oh, on Friday that a big box of motocross gear turned up from Fox or Fox Distributor in New Zealand for Carrie to pick up and bring up and wear. Cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That well, you know the the sanctioning body helped him get that done. And yeah, that's I mean that's pretty neat to have somebody like that show up at you know just some random event. I mean he he that's cool. The power of social media. That, that's right. And you know, as we all know, that everybody's just regular. Most motocross race races are just regular guys, and yeah, you know, he was just putting uh, quite close to where I was. You know, he walked past to say hi to him, get a photograph, and just talk to him as if he's any, you know, just just normal people. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude, and what a cool experience, man! It's, I mean, just you you have a lot of really neat stories, and I think it's. And I was telling you last night, like I would love to visit New Zealand. Mark was just saying the same thing off the air. You, you just have such a beautiful country. That's right, and there's a lot of you know, a lot of areas you can go riding, which is good. Well, it's on my list of places to go very Definitely. soon. I've got to go check it out. It's, it's my number one. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I've wanted to go for a long time. I wanted to go there and wanted to go visit Australia too. And one of these days, I'm going to get down there. Hopefully, find a bike when I'm down there and go ride somewhere. Well, as a nerd and liking oh. Lord of the Rings, like I want to go ride motorcycles <laughs> through Hobbiton, you know, and where I want to I want to ride where Frodo Baggins walked. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, hey, no. here's something else that I thought was really cool. You, you ride KTM's, and I, I asked you how long you've been on KTM's, and I was astounded. So tell our listeners when you got your first KTM. In 
November 1996. I've had it CR250 two-stroke, obviously back in those days, and sold that and was going to buy, and thankfully I didn't, the first of the alloy frame 250s. But yeah. the local bike shop just picked up the KTM agency and he said, do you want to buy a, a KTM 360 FX arriving? Do you want to ride it? Do you want to buy it? And it was about the time that Shane King had just won the world championship on one. So bought a KTM and I owned the Yamaha in 2000 for about three months because the four-stroke KTM hadn't arrived yet. But other than that, I've been loyal to KTM for 21 years. And the evolution and improvements of that bike are probably greater than any other bike ever. And, I mean, the, the fact that you've been through all that is – that's that you stuck with them, you know, because they had some pretty rough years. Yes. <laughs> when, I, when I bought my, in 1997, I think there was, in the area, there was two other riders, guys with KTMs. Now you go to the start line and over half the bikes would be KTM just about, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're well, Drake here, he, he and his dad, they were Honda guys when I first met them, and now they're KTM boys. Oh yeah, KTM's are, are the way to go nowadays. I mean the the airbox alone, uh, just pop it That's right, right. And clean the air filter, uh, and, and the electric start. Yeah, is, the, the electric start is great for us old guys. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. I'll tell you what. At my race last two weekends ago, I fell over and stalled it, and man, I kicked my Honda. For what felt like an hour, as tired as I was, and yeah, I, I was wishing for an electric start. Just be glad you don't ride a Suzuki when you kill it. <laughs> Trust me, the Honda starts way easier. Just have to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the sad story about the KTM's is that about three years ago, I decided oh, I wouldn't mind buying buying another you know a 360 like I had just to yeah. buy out the garage. So I found one on so we all called them the Craigslist. Um, and bought it, and then I thought, mm, maybe I want a 380 like I had, so then I had to go and buy a 380, and then I thought, oh, you know, I better go and get a 525, you know, one of the first four-stroke KTMs, so I've got three of those sitting in the garage as well. Wow. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, he's got plenty of bikes. We'll just go yeah, see him when yeah, we go well, there. Well, I guess when we come visit, we know who to hit up to get some bikes to ride. That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, Tony, man, I really appreciate you uh, hitting me up on Instagram and offering to come on. I think it's really cool to uh, hear hear stories from that far away and, you know, a whole different environment than what we're used to, and I appreciate you coming on. Nothing. Great talking to you guys. Hey, good talking to you, Tony. Yeah, Tony, thank you, and again, thank you so much for your support. Um, it means a lot. We can't keep doing what we do without people like you, so thank you. Talk to you later, man. No problems at all. All right, Tony. You have a good day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay. Thanks very much. See you later, all Tony. Right, thanks. I love talking to guys Just from have... different parts of the world, you know, and you realize that though they're that far away – their passion's the same. Yeah, it's they're not, just like us. They're like nerds. They're going to keep buying bikes like we do. Yeah. And it's everything. It's it's all one thing. Really one, uh, how do I put this? One family. is One family yeah, it's, moto. It's yeah. the greatest sport in the world. I agree. I agree. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, how many, I mean, how many friends have you made throughout the years that have become like family? You know, how? I mean, yeah, it, experiences. A lot, um, you know, a lot of families, I mean. Obviously, motocross is a family sport. Yeah. Uh, so the people that I do know in motocross are usually the one of my closest friends too. Right. They're all, you know, it's just a bunch of genuine people. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I think I've got one friend I hang out with that doesn't ride dirt bikes. Everybody else rides. That's yeah, about exactly. it. You know? Yeah. Well, it's it, it just you you bond with those people. You have the same passions and interests and the way you want to live your life. It's sort of the same. Like we all seem to be very similar, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what part of the country you're in. Mm-mm, I agree. Or or what part of the world? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so for sure. Man. All right. Um. So we're gonna take another quick little break. We'll be back with Texas amateur Jacob Trotter. Boys, our, uh, our next guest is brought to you by All Sport Dynamics. All Sport Dynamics are the wrist braces. Are, <laughs> wrist braces are the helmet for your wrists. Top riders like Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarillo, Joey Civacci, and Alex Ray, as well as Major League Baseball players, NFL players, pro bull riders, all trust All Sport Dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com or hit me up, DarksideMX3 at AOL, and I can get you hooked up with some braces. But if you're from the Texas area, you guys probably know our next guest. He's a local amateur rider, number 28 on the Kawasaki, Jacob Trotter. What's up, Jacob? I don't know much. How are y'all? Doing good, man. We're just uh, sitting around talking a little moto. Just uh, had Ryder Floyd on a little while ago, and another Texas boy. Now we're talking yes, to you. Yeah, old Ryder's a good, good guy. Me and him uh, have ran around quite a bit with John Short. He, uh... He's going to do big things. I think so, man. We've, you know, I've known Ryder since he was a little kid. He used to come train with my buddy Michael Gage, um, and then you know, obviously we've had John on numerous times. John's a regular with us, and yeah, it's I'm pretty excited to see what Ryder can do. It's, I was uh, kind of busting John's balls a little bit, and I said, man, at the very least, Ryder's going to probably pull the start over John. <laughs> I don't know, John. Uh, John says that. Uh, he gets Ryder all the time on starts, but well, uh, in they, practice, be, in practice, Ryder agreed with that. He he said he beats me all the time, but man, John can't get a start at Supercross most of the time to save his life. Well, I think I'm supposed to be going with John to Monster Cup here next month. Oh, nice! Uh, and I'm hoping that we do. It's not dead set yet, but yeah. uh, I'm hoping that I can get him at least pumped up quite a bit where he can actually get a holy out there. Dude, I'd love to see that. You know, it's something he and I have talked about numerous times, and he knows I'm just messing with him. Um, you know, I just there's just something with that race at the race where he just kind of is just a split second off, and he funnels back. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't really think it's technique. He he knows how to get a start. I, I wonder if it's just a mental thing sometimes. But he's so damn fast that you know, if he could get a, a good start, I, I don't think there's any reason he can't make the main event at every Supercross. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I don't think that it's just the speed. He's super smooth on a bike if you ever get behind him and yeah. you're able to watch his lines and the way that he rides. Well, I would never be able to watch his lines if I got behind him. I'd have to stand beside on the side of the track, too, because yeah. you know how slow I am. <laughs> uh, don't say that. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, Kent Ryder was telling me that y'all had a good time out of South Central a couple of weeks ago. That was a fun race, man. You know, Vernon had that track. <laughs> Like I'd never seen it. Um, 
yeah, for old guys like myself and Kent, that was torture. It was, well, I shouldn't, it was a lot of fun, but it was the roughest I'd ever seen it. It was just, there was breaking bumps in the ruts and like, you gotta, to me, you gotta have one or the other, either breaking bumps or ruts, but you can't put them together. That's not fair. Yeah, I completely understand. Freestone gets a little bit of that though. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I've rode there a few times, and uh, Drake, have you ever rode at Freestone? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I know you had been. You said you've been at some nationals out there, but I wasn't sure if you ever rode it. Yeah, um, I I did a bunch of races there. I think they had the national back when I was racing a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay. Some Loretta qualifiers. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, Jacob, tell us a little bit about your background, man. I've known you for a little while, but I mean, how, have you always been in Texas? Yeah, uh, I've grown up here. Uh, I think I hit the racing scene at 10, so back in okay. 2000. I was on 80s, and uh, I, I, re- I raced up until uh, 2005, I believe. My parents couldn't really afford it anymore. And uh, then I spent the next 10 years actually, you know, on that mark. My mom gave me a choice between a new truck at 16, year old, <laughs> 16 years old or a new bike. And, you know, a dumb 16-year-old is going to choose a truck for the girlfriends and everything. I was just going to say, it's hard to pick up a chick on a dirt bike. I mean, at least, at least unless she's at the track. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, anyways, and, uh, I, uh, I actually had to quit for about 10 years and I went to Supercross in, uh, 2015. And I realized I was 25 years old and that I could actually afford a dirt bike on my own. Nice. So, well, that, uh, that makes kind of, it makes sense of why I, you know, I wasn't familiar with you until recently is, the years you were out of riding is kind of when I got back into it. So, yeah, that makes some sense. But you, uh, you're fast, dude. Well, thank you. You know, uh, it's kind of funny looking back at the, some of the old races. I got some old memorabilia from like back in the early two thousands. That uh, you know, you, I know y'all talked to like J.C. Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, me and J.C. graduated high school together, actually. But me, okay. him uh alex milliken uh, i'm trying to think about who all else was back there riding c-class back in the day okay yeah uh, and so we all grew up with each other right and then you just stepped away from a little while but how long once you decided to get back into it did you find your speed where you were you know i mean you're winning races now i mean did it take you a while to kind of get it all back or was it pretty pretty instantaneous yeah it took me about a year probably uh you know, jumping jumps and everything like that, it honestly took me maybe a month or so. I got tired of rolling everything, and I <laughs> figured I might as well man up and start hitting stuff. And I went out to River Valley one day and just said, screw it, I'm going to start jumping jumps today. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of the things I've, I've watched a lot of people like Riley Krawski and uh, JC, and I know Vince took some time off, and I honestly can't tell you how they can get back on a bike and be so quick right off the bat. I think some guys just have that talent. Like Drake here, he's been injured and he's had some pretty significant injuries and stepped away. And then every time he comes back out, I'm just embarrassed at how slow I am. Like it makes me mad because I was telling you earlier in the show, I was saying I've known Drake since he was like three or four years old. So it really pisses me off that he's faster than me <laughs> for a lap. Well, for a lap. But it's significantly faster for a lap. But. Yeah. Well, Jacob, what do you think about the Texas uh, motocross scene? You know, I mean, it, like I do most of the vet series, the Moto Masters, but 
the the general amateur motocross scene at some races is pretty big, and at some races it's kind of disappointing. You know, what do you think? What, what do you think we need to do? Well, in all honesty, I was thinking about this before you called. Uh, I uh, and which I love the uh, the Moto Masters Vet Series and those kind of races. It's really laid back and uh, it is a great racing atmosphere. You know, we all got to go to work on Monday. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you get your bigger races like the Texas Winter Series, and I think that series is great. You get people coming in out of the state, but uh, everything. But, like, if you look 10, 15 years ago, like, the, some of the series we used to have, like, Pro Circuit Series and everything, there was, you know, we had series that were bringing in riders of all sorts uh, right. all throughout the year. It wasn't just that one series. And, um, you know, everybody likes to blame it on the economy and how much bike prices have gone up and everything like that. But I kind of think that at the same time, we're kind of, hurting ourselves because we have so many options to practice on during the weekends. You know, you, yeah. you got river Valley and you got village and you got all these tracks, you got Oak Hill, you got all these tracks competing on the same weekend, whether they're racing or not. And you, then you got your weekend warriors that they have their pick of where they want to go ride and they don't want to go race. Yeah, I can see that. And, and you're probably, uh, there's a lot of truth to that because there are times when I think about, all right, do I want to go to this race and pay $10 to get in the gate and 40 or $45 to per moto and go out and do basically, you know, 15, 20 minute practice and eight laps of racing, or I could go down the road and pay $25 and ride all day long, take a break, eat a sandwich. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can see that that's probably a, and I agree. That's probably a bit, has a big effect on the race scene. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ja oh, Jacob, what uh, what, I mean, what plans do you have going forward, uh, racing and series and stuff like that? Or are you just gonna ride and just uh, hang out, or what? Twenty twenty one's the goal for uh, Loretta's. Oh wow! Okay, I'm gonna wait till a plus plus thirty class. Uh, I know some of the guys that I've raced with, especially on Texas Winter Series this year, and everything that actually made it in the plus thirty class this year. And I know that the plus thirty class has passed, but. Uh, you know, plus 25 is, I believe, a little bit quicker, in my opinion. You get people, Taylor Painter, uh, yeah, John Muller. I mean, there's people all over the place. Yeah, John Muller so, seems uh, like he's just getting faster and faster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he's doing great. Uh, he had a great showing at Loretta's in Freestone this year. Yes, he did. So, yeah, he he's a rad dude. He sat in on our show a few times. and He's very humble, and, man, just he's just a God's hard not to – pull four yeah unless you're mm -hmm. competing against them right. <laughs> well do you got a yeah. story oh no yeah me and john we've raced uh i'm sure i've raced you jacob uh back in i guess early 2000s and uh kind of up to oh nine i think i went to loretta's but um yeah me and john been battling him and nicholas fisher from yeah monroe both of those guys they're they're pretty quick yeah uh there's always people jumping up and stepping out that you, uh, they'll surprise you. You know, I, I raced a guy a couple of weeks ago that he's an up and comer, but he was out uh, keeping up with Bryce Reed racing a B class at Swan a couple of weeks ago out of Louisiana. They got some fast guys coming out of Louisiana. Oh yeah. Oh definitely, definitely. I think Shane Huff, I think is from Louisiana. He's pretty quick. He's a little. I think he's a little older than you. 
but he's, yeah. he's a fast guy. Yeah, there's a, there's and there's just a lot of good riders in this area of the country. I, I don't think the general motocross community realizes how big of a scene we have here. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, one of the big things I wish that I could see more was, uh, you know, the mini riders. I personally don't think that the mini riders, you have a few select kids, but mm-hmm. I don't think that we had the talent pool that we used to. I mean, you look back, like we're talking about early 2000s, you had Lemoyne and Cunningham, you had Bent out there. Yeah, a bunch of youngsters that could just haul the mill. Yeah, uh, from well, this area. But do you think that may have something to do with the training facilities, and those kids just aren't out here every weekend, or is there just really they're just you don't see anybody from Texas really hardly at, at that age? You know, I I really don't know. I mean, and at the same time, it could be you know like nobody's wanting to come out and race like we were talking about. Yeah, uh, I'm. I know I got a little buddy that I try to help out Ty Cronk, and uh, if he uh, if he can put his efforts in, I think that he can be, you know, Ryder Floyd, John Shorter, even better. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, and he's just now moving up from 65, so uh, he, he'd be one to look out for. Uh, yeah. I know that we got uh, Kate Johnson uh, training out at Underground, I believe. Yep. Um, we got quite a few. I mean, there's there's still quite a few, but I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that I'm getting older and I don't <laughs> spot them as much. Or right, what, right. But. Well, I can tell you that's definitely a fact for me because I don't get up and go watch the little kids race really anymore because I'm too busy sitting in a chair trying to catch my breath. After racing yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to die at South Central after the second moto. Like, literally, <laughs> I got back and I had to hurry to get loaded up to do something with my fiance. And I was about to pass out, man. I thought I was going to throw up. It was so hot. I was so exhausted. It sucked. It's Getting old sucks, Jacob. Yes, sir. I completely agree. <laughs> you know, we raced, we raced Johnsonville a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I high-sided into the little double before the tabletop. I remember that. Yeah. And I'm still sore off of that. So right. I completely agree. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't get one of the awesome plaques from that, that event. Uh, I got a second place off of it because oh, okay. surprisingly only two people in my class. Okay, so you you got the probably the coolest plaque you'll ever get. I don't know. I think my plaque from a round before was quite a bit cooler. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Did you happen to get one of those? Do you got Jacob Trotter hanging up in your house? What round was that? Three palms. Oh, um, yes. Then I did. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, now it's shit. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, I remember now. Shit. Man. Well, I take my plaques and I pretty much just stack them when I get all, home. All except yeah. the one that has you on it. But the one that had me on it, I was like blown away because I was uh, wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I, I was completely the same way. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, JP Parsons was out there at Three Palms calling yep. the race and complaining about everybody with the, uh, <laughs> without running number plates. And I had the 19 and I couldn't go for mailbox numbers. I had the new 19 Cali. Right. I couldn't get backgrounds printed yet. I remember, yeah. I kind of got in trouble. Yeah. And uh, they uh, confronted me about it whenever I went to get the plaque. And I looked down and I said, you know, I used to have one when I showed her the plaque. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember that now. I remember JP saying something. I was standing next to him when he was talking. Well, he, he said something a few times, but yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but. Jacob, what do you think about, uh, you know, I keep asking everybody this tonight. MX of Nations is right around the corner. W- what are your thoughts on Team USA? 
Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on Hurlings? Just the overall event, what do you expect? Team USA is going to win just overall, just with their rider selection, I believe, and especially being on home soil is another big factor. I think uh, Hurlings will do good. Uh, I don't really want to speculate on a Hurlings Tomac kind of thing because mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a great race, and especially if one gets a bad start and the other one doesn't, it, I mean, that's who's going to win, in my opinion. Right, I agree. I, I don't like seeing all over social media about how Harlings, you know, mopped the floor with Tomac last year at Ironman because, in all honesty, I mean, if we're going to theorize here, who, what championship-level rider would want to ride around, you know, a team that brought him in for one race that don't have anything to lose? Yeah, exactly. And her, when, you, and, when you have the title to lose. And Eli was trying to win a championship. So, yeah, that's – Yeah. You know, and, and – I know, like, we've talked about this throughout the evening tonight, that, um, you know, everybody, pretty much, their big discussion, the, the big discussion is, is Eli or Hurlings better? Who's going to win? But I don't really feel like MX of Nations is a true test of who's better. And and you can't really decide that on one event at one track anyway. No. And, and you know, one of the funny things that I see is everybody talks about, like I was saying, Iron Man. Yeah. But... You know, a couple of weeks after Ironman last year, Tomac won a moto WW Ranch, which is the same track that Harlings is supposed to be the best at. And, you know, Harlings won the other moto. So, I mean, they're both right there at top speed. It's going to be hard to judge. Yeah. I mean, if, if one of those guys comes out and just dominates, you know, two out of three motos over the other guy, it's going to, it's going to be a statement for sure. But, uh, it's going to be a dice-up. Yeah, but the the big picture yeah. is the team championship, and I think all of those guys know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, having Plessinger and Barsha backing them, I think Barsha was a great pick with how far he's come this year. I agree. Uh, and uh, I think that USA has got a great run-up for uh, winning it this year. I agree. I'm. I've said this again numerous times tonight, but how excited I am that I actually get to go. It'll be my first in Mix of Nations and my first time to uh, Redbud, so it's going to be mm-hmm. pretty damn exciting. Man, I wish I was going. That, that is one race I wish I could make, and I'm so jealous of y'all getting to go. Uh, I my, my girlfriend's dad's actually going, and oh, I cool. don't get to go. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll post as many pictures as I can, so I can try to make you more jealous. So, yes, sir. Hey, I've got a uh, one last question for you. We're looking ahead a little bit. 2019 Supercross will be here before we know it. And this is a question yes, I've sir. I've asked a few other people, but uh, to me, I see for the for the championship, I see four possible big storylines. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So, can Eli Tomac put it all together, get his shit together, and win a championship? Or can Ken Roxon come back from a major injury and and win a championship? Or can Jason Anderson come back and prove you know, hey, show that this was it wasn't a fluke, it wasn't just handed to me and win a championship? Or can Marvin surprise everybody and step up, get better at whoops, and win a championship? What do you think? Well, uh, you know, I think this year Marvin had a great chance. Mm-hmm. Uh because especially during the East Coast rounds, he's with how technical he is, and like you talk about the whoop sections, once those whoops get rutted up, which they typically are by the 450 main event, 
uh, you know, most of the guys are jumping through them anyways, unless you're just gnarly like Comac is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I don't think, you know, I like to say that Luke's hinder Marvin, but I don't think that they hinder him enough to blame a championship on him. Um, and at the same time, you know, I think that Anderson's got the uh, uh, the consistency down from Dundee, especially uh, with what he showed last year. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be hard for both of them, I think. I think Tomac and Roxon, and I think you're leaving out Barsha there. Uh, I think Barsha is going to do great things next year. I, I honestly uh, hope he does. I, I really like Justin a lot. Um there's just a part of me that doesn't feel like he's exactly on that same level as other, as those other guys, but I would love for him to prove me wrong. And I'd love for Blake, like Blake Baggett and Dean Wilson are two guys that I'm big, big fans of. I don't think they can step up to that level yet, but I wish they would. Well, the big question for me is going to be the rookies. You know, yeah. all the people that are stepping up, you got Osborne, Plessinger, Sabachi, you got quite a few guys stepping up to the plate, but Josh Hill's in there. Yeah. Mean, and Justin. Hill showed, you know, or Justin, excuse me, uh, Justin showed uh, tremendous strides in the outdoors this year on 450. Yeah. And he, the little bit that he rode Supercross. Yeah, I, Justin um, has all the talent in the world, it seems like, when he wants to apply it. And then he just seems to have those races where you go, what the hell happened, you know? But, man, I think AP's going to be the guy of those four. Not necessarily, mm-hmm. like, he may win a race, he may not, but I think of those four in 2019, I think he's going to be the better. I can see that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, I think Osborne may have a little bit to say about that. But, I, I agree. Uh, I, I, I like you know. Zach a lot. Zach's just one of my favorite people in the pit. So, yeah, it's hard for me to, at this point, kind of getting to meet some of these guys. Like, it's hard for me to root against any of them. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I, I love the crap out of Aaron Plessinger. He's yep. an awesome guy, especially with how charismatic he is out there at the track. He's great. Well, so he's great for the sport. Definitely. Speaking of him, we're going to have him on next week. I'm do, we're uh, we're going to do a little MX of Nations preview show next weekend. I've got AP on board. I've got all of Team Canada lined up, um, and I'm working on Sipes and a couple other guys. So it, it's going to be – I look forward to talking to Aaron next week. Awesome. Well, Jacob, thank you, man, for a little bit of your time this evening. And, dude, I always enjoy getting to see you at the races, and I'm sure I'll see you at Johnsonville for the Pro-Am. Uh, possibly. It depends possibly. on if I'm going to Monster Cup. That's the thing we yeah. Monster Cup. Well, I, I was so. considering going to Monster Cup, and I looked at how much flights were for me and my fiancé. And mm-hmm. then at the same time, April asked me if I would announce that race, which I've never done, but I was like, yeah, I'll just stay here, I guess. <laughs> so yeah i completely understand well if you make it if you make uh, it out to johnsonville man i'll uh i look forward to seeing you if you go to monster cup dude enjoy it yeah uh i gotta make a small plug on you real quick yeah do it I, uh, uh for those of y'all that don't know uh the lap king uh i know this like we've talked about vince and jc did not but yeah. uh they just came out with their uh, gps device which is Eliminating the phone on the helmet. I know oh. a lot of people have worries about uh, having your phone riding on your helmet and possibly breaking it. Sure. Now they got a GPS device that automatically updates to your phone, and it's awesome. Awesome, uh, man. Yeah, we've had we've had both those guys on the show, and, man, I'm really excited about the Lap Kings app. 
Yeah, uh, I think they're doing a little thing out at the uh, Pro-Am out of Johnsonville, too. So. Yep, yep, I, I believe uh, you're right. I, I heard something about that. So, awesome, man. Thanks, Jacob. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we love the Lap King guys, and thank you for bringing that up. Yes, sir. All right, Jacob, um, I'll talk to you soon, bud. Have a good night. All right, man. Good talk right, to you. you, too. Okay, see ya. Yes, sir, you too. Bye. Jacob Trotter, check him out on Instagram. He's a he's a buddy of ours and a really fast, really nice guy from Texas. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with Jet Reynolds. We're back with uh, one of the fastest kids on a bike right now. You guys are going to see him in Supercross and Nationals kicking some butt before long. Team Green's Jet Reynolds. What's up, Jet? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. We're uh, we're just out here in East Texas trying to not die from heat exhaustion. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, starting to cool down back here. Yeah, man, you're out on the West Coast, and usually you have a little bit better weather than us, but you were out here at Freestone not that long ago. You know how it gets. Yeah, I remember meeting you there. Yeah, that was that was cool, man. And like, dude, I somehow I lost your number, and I had to get with Vanessa O'Brien to get get your number back. So I've been wanting to get you on, and we've had Ryder on a couple times, and I just I've been wanting to get you on. And then you got you know you got injured at uh, the Cal Classic, and I didn't really want to bug you while you were recovering. Yeah, that was a that was a bad crash. I was in a lot of pain for about a month or so, and yeah, just kind of just getting back to it right now. Yeah, and. Tell us what happened. If I'm not mistaken, I saw some footage of it. What what exactly happened? So there's like this like tabletop um, at California Classic back in April, and I just came at it too fast, so I scrubbed it and uh, just started just just um, endoing, and I thought I was gonna pull it off, but I guess I didn't, and <laughs> that's what happened. And I was a long recovery and painful one yeah what all what all was injured what what were the extent of the injuries broken collarbone and broke the ice cream off the cone on my humerus broke the head completely off and dislocated shoulder and stretched my my nerves out really bad where i couldn't move my hand for about a month now at your age how old are you now 15 16 I'm 14. Oh, okay. So you're younger than I thought. So at 14 years old, I mean, you know, mom and dad are probably pretty heavily involved in your program. Does I mean, you've been doing this since you were for a long time, but do your parents go, okay, you know, this is our baby boy. We, we, you know, I mean, there's gotta be a little bit of a scare there, especially for mom. Yeah. My mom's a nurse. So, um, she kind of deals with like a little bit of injuries of mine and stuff, but yeah, she gets pretty scared. She doesn't like to watch, really. <laughs> Same with my dad. My dad just paces back and forth at his races. Yeah. Well, when I met your dad, it was, it was funny because I think you were you were either on the track or on the gate, and he was in the motorhome just watching it on TV. Yes, that's what he does. <laughs> it's probably a little easier, I guess, just to not have to see it. But, man, that's yeah, it's, it's scary how fast you guys are going. And as a parent, I can only imagine their nerves. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely on the starting line, a lot of nerves there. Yeah. Is, is that still the most nerve wracking? Is that still nerve wracking for you? You still get the butterflies at the gate? Uh, yeah, I, I still get uh, 
scared every time what's going to happen. Right. And especially since after that crash, I'm just more aware of things that can happen now. So Absolutely. Sure. So, Jet, uh, what's the plans for, I mean, after you get back and everything, what's the plans to going forward and races you're going to hit and uh, stuff you want to capitalize on? Um. Yeah, hopefully after Monster Cup, we were hoping to get on 250s, but I think I'm just going to wait out another year on the Super Mini just uh, just so I don't rush into it. Yeah. Um, going pro and stuff. But, yeah, we'll hit up Mini O's up in uh, November. And then from there, New Year, and we'll go back to Daytona. Well, now, to the decision to hold off on 250s, is that – is that a jet decision? Is that a mom and dad? Is that Team Green? All of the above? How how does that decision get made? I would love to ride a two fifty. I love riding the bike and everything. But um, yeah, that was um a Mitch Payton Ryan Holiday deal, and I get it. I'm not quite ready, and I should probably do another year on Sumini and just finish it out. Yeah, and uh, just kind of dominate my Sumini career. Yeah, I think that's smart, man. Uh, you know, I know, like, for uh, someone your age, like, you're you're anxious, you're ready to get up there and do it, but, man, just be smart about it. Take your time. You, you, there's so much maturity that has to happen physically and mentally at your age that you probably don't even realize is going to happen, and it's going to do you a lot of good to have somebody like Mitch Payton behind you giving you that advice. I think that's – he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, definitely. Mitch has helped out a lot with a lot of things. Same with uh, Ryan. They give me good advice every time I see him. Yeah, that's, you, you, you've got a good team behind you, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And Yeah, it should be good turning pro, but um, was planned to go pro 2020, but that's probably going to be held off for a little while now. Okay. Another year at least, I guess, then. So Yeah, it was at least 20, 21, 22. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So when did things really start clicking for you? I mean, when uh, when did you start thinking, okay, I'm gonna, I think I can make a career out of this? Honestly, like, I never really thought about it. Like, when I was younger, even when I first was on Team Green, I just loved riding my motorcycle. I rode till I was out of gas till sundown. <laughs> but, um, like, I don't know, probably, like, Two years ago, I was like, I really like to do this, and I really like to be like one of those top guys that, um, like Eli Tomac, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody looks up to him. I look up to him, and it's just really cool. Yeah. Um, you don't have to really work uh, a job that you don't like. Yeah. 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 This is a, For sure. I mean, I know there's a spot that you just, uh, you know, you, you understand uh, what work is going to be involved, but you. It's almost you enjoy it, you know. You enjoy that that hard stuff to to reap the rewards, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's a love and hate relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's you know this is something like I said. We've had Ryder on; he's a buddy of yours, and we've had Carson Mumford on, and um, something that, and I think I may have asked you this at Freestone, but at your level, with with the hype and the expectations of a team like Team Green. There's a lot of pressure. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure for a kid your age. Um, there's a lot of money involved in amateur racing. The teams put a lot of money behind you. 
how do you handle that pressure? Do you do you think about it day to day? Like, man, I, I got to get healed up. I got to get to this race. I have to win this race. Or do you try to just step back and say, man, I'm just here to, I'm, I'm going to ride and what happens, happens? No, that's definitely not the case. Um, I'm just, I'm worried about what's going to happen. And yeah, if I don't do good and yeah, my family's not happy and it's just kind of awkward. But um, yeah, it's like all serious, all mm. serious at the races. And I try to do my best every time I go out there, so. I feel like that's so much pressure for a kid your age, though. Like, I, I, I want, I want you guys to just be having fun, you know. As, a, as a dad, and I'm, I'm 43 years old, and I'm like, man, I don't want you to miss out on how lucky you are and how much fun you're having, and, and have to feel like, okay, it's a job at 14 years old, you know. I mean, I know it's a job, I know it's serious, but damn it, I don't want you to get burnt out, you know. Yeah, I feel the same way, but um, my dad, yeah, he's cool with anything i do like go hang out with my friends yeah stuff like that it's not just strictly motocross and um that's good yeah yeah i don't know yeah it gets um pretty tiring day in day out five days a week but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day i don't want to work at an office job (laughs) good for you i would want to be doing what i love yeah well there's that's good i mean you know, I think as long as you have your parents behind you and your dad telling you, all right, you know, hey, you, you need a break, go have some fun with your buddies. And, and Ryder said the same thing. He said that you guys hang out and, you know, you, you need to be able to just go ride scooters or, or whatever it is that you want to do and and get a little extra relief so that when you come back to the motorcycle the next day or a couple of days later that, it, hey, man, all right, I'm ready to do this again. Yeah, um, me and Ryder have actually been training for the past, like, three weeks or so, riding Supercross almost every day together and hanging out off the track, too. I go over to his house, comes over to my house. Very and cool. stuff like that. And it's actually really good to, like, ride with someone. And, you know, he's, like, he's been racing with these guys, and I haven't. I've had a little bit of off time. And it's just kind of good to gauge where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, it's always good to do a moto with him and just like today we rode together and we did two up sprint uh races and it was um really fun and Absolutely. aggressive racing so i mean you're obviously preparing right now for monster cup i guess what what's it like with team green behind you and are you learning a lot with the testing and and suspension you know changing stuff there gearing things like that are they grooming you for improving your bike and, and set up yeah, um, I think last week it was, we're at Glen Helen, um, we're riding the Supercross track at Pro Circuit, and we did from 7 in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon testing, just testing, testing, testing. That's grueling. Yeah, but so, I think that really plays in your favor, because yeah. you're going to know what you can do to improve that bike to better suit you, and, and you know, obviously the end result is going faster. Yeah, they definitely um, worked hard, and the Bones, uh, the suspension guy at Pro Circuit, actually retired a few weeks ago, and yeah. they, have this new, they have this new guy, Adam, but uh, Bones is right behind everything, watching everything, what's happening. <laughs> so he, he did still goes, Go ahead. He still goes into the shop twice a week, so he's not fully retired yet. Right. Yeah, I, I would think that'd be a hard position to step away from. He's, he's the uh, like the encyclopedia of suspension. 
yeah, he's an awesome guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we kind of mentioned Ryder a couple of times. This is something that I, I mentioned to him. You guys are buddies. I mean, you, you have fun together. Um, you, you're friends with some other guys that at your age, I'm sure when you go to the races, you got people you like to hang out with, but let's say five years from now, right? We're, we're coming down to Vegas and, uh, it's you and Ryder for the championship. Let's put you in the Joey Savacci's position and let's put Ryder in the Zach Osborne position. Z- you know, Ryder cleans you out for the championship. Are you able to still be buddies? Are you able to let that go? You might take you a couple of days, but are you able to still, are you going to be able to still be buddies with your competition? Yeah, I mean, probably Ryder. That's like the only one that I'd probably stay friends with after that. Yeah. Because I've known him since I was four years old. And yeah, I don't, we never actually gotten like into like a, a fight or like argue or anything like that. But yeah, I don't know. We just have a good time together. Good. We do our work and do our homework and just clock out. Right. Well, and I think the key to that is like, you know, you see these riders, whether it be let's like Marvin and Eli when uh, Marvin kind of took him out at that at that round of Supercross, and Eli was mad. But you know, damn good and well, if Eli was in the other position, he would have done the same thing. And if if you're behind Ryder and you have to take him out for a championship, you're gonna do it, dude. It's just part of what we do or what you guys do. So yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a championship, dude. I mean, that's that's a lot of money, and it's it's a freaking Supercross championship. So, you know, my whole point is, I just really what I hope is, I love the way you guys are. When I talk to you at Freestone, and when I talk to Ryder and Carson, you guys have these really great attitudes. You're still kids. You're still having fun. You're very outgoing, and I hope that you can keep those personalities as it gets more serious, and still love what you do. Because as a fan that's very important to know that these riders we're watching are, are loving what they're doing. Yeah, it's definitely important to have a, be out, be outgoing and just say what's up to all the little kids. And yeah. Just, just be grateful for everything that you have. And you kind of, you forget about those things definitely while, while you're at the races and for what you have, but you always got to remember that once in a while. Yeah, that's that's good. I th- I feel like you have, like I said before, you have a really good support system behind you. So I I think that's going to be key in your success. You know, it's not just it's not just your talent, man. It's it's the whole um your your whole team basically. It's you and whoever you have behind you. So keep that up, man, and just keep that attitude. It's important. Yeah, for sure. And don't want to be too picky either on the bikes or anything. And That'll kind of make those guys kind of, okay, he's kind of difficult. Right, right. Well, speaking of that. You don't want to be like that. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you got. Yeah. What is something that you're very particular about on your bike? You know, is your your lever position or your bar bar bend or or any of those things? Is there one thing that just has to be this way? Honestly, on my super mini, my super minis right now, they're all different because <laughs> I'll have, like, one outdoor bike, two supercross bikes, and I go back to go ride outdoors, and then I want to switch my supercross bike around. And then it just – they're all different. Every, okay. The, even the frames, they stretch. So yeah. We have, to put, we have to put new frames on every, like, 10 hours or so. 
That's so. to me, that's crazy. When I hear guys with your kind of ability and these pros and they, they feel all those little things, I don't have anywhere near that ability, man. I just, I get on my bike and I ride it and it feels, feels like a dirt bike. That's how I used to be. Like I used to just ride it. Even if it has a flat tire, I would ride <laughs> it with a flat tire. Yeah. Bent, bent I bars. To, I, I used to ride for so long it got dark i had to take my goggles off so i can ride <laughs> right that's, that's youth man that's just how it used to be me Ryder, brosh bennett and tyler blankenship and styles robertson we had all the bakersfield boys that's all we would do every single day man, yeah, yeah. Ride, ride. that's good though that's just you're you're having fun doing what you love and and, and it makes me happy to hear that yeah and we we've Stayed in contact pretty good with all of these guys, so good. Didn't really broke away like too bad, so that's that's definitely good. You want to keep that. What? Well, tell me about your training. You know, at your age, what what kind of training do you do? Is it cycling, running, weights? I'm sure you do a little bit of all that, but kind of tell me like a day to day training for you. Day to day training. Um, I actually got back from the gym just now, but uh. Day to day training, like uh, Monday, we'll take off, ride Tuesday through uh, Thursday. And we'll go to the gym on Mondays and Fridays. And I'll do road biking um, after I ride during the day. And on the weekends, we'll work out. So we don't really have like a set schedule yet. But okay. I'm working with that Ben Bostrom. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, super cool guy. Like, he's really helped me out a lot with some supplements and stuff. Good. So, yeah, he's going to help me while I turn pro and help me get bigger and stronger and everything that I need, he's going to have it for me. Very good, man. That, um, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we talked about Monster Cup uh, several times, but what's your – I mean, what are you looking forward to most? What's the race that you look forward to most, uh, And I guess, you know, in, two, in 2019 in particular? 2019, I just want to get through healthy. And there's nothing like to really look forward to because I'm just so nervous at the races. And I mean, yeah, there's a lot of fun like you can do in the pits, but when it comes that gate drop, I mean, yeah, you're pretty nervous on the gates and it just gets you amped up. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand that. Um, uh, we we still get that way. I, I'm a like I said, I'm a vet, slow vet rider, and I get amped up, man. I get the the butterflies and the excitement as you're rolling up to the gate. So, before you're not getting butterflies, then what's the point of doing it? Yeah, yeah. If you don't get nervous, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jet, man, I really appreciate you coming on here tonight. Um, I'm sorry it took so long to get you on since I met you at Freestone, um, but. I have to say thank you to Vanessa. She's she's pretty rad. So be good to Vanessa. She's she's my uh my motor my track bestie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vanessa's cool. Yeah, she's good people and she helps out a lot. So um, hopefully she will still be around once you get up into that semi with Mitch Payton and are at some of these big races and she'll we'll uh I look forward to getting to see you again, man. Um. I'm not sure when that'll be. I'm not getting a monster cup, but uh, hopefully I'll see you at one of these amateur nationals soon. Sounds good. All right, Jet. Yes, sir. And we'll get you back on again. Um, we may maybe after monster cup. Um, 
I know the next couple of weeks are going to be pretty busy for everybody, but yeah, let's see how the Monster Cup goes, and we'll get you back on and talk about it. All right, hopefully it goes good then. Oh, I got a feeling you're going to be just fine. I so, don't know. I haven't had a gate drop in quite a while. Man, it's it's all going to come back. You're going to get the whole shot and clean house. I, I, I see it. That sounds too good to be true. <laughs> well, good luck, man, and uh, just be safe out there, buddy. All right, Welcome thanks, man. See ya. All right, Jet. Take care, buddy. See ya. See ya. All right, that is uh, that was Jet Reynolds, and we're about to wrap this thing up. I know Drake's got to get home. I got a, a good drive ahead of me. Um, real quick, I want to remind everybody about the MX Girl Designs giveaway with the number plates. So post your pics on social media. Tag me. Tag MX Girl. I want to see your busted ass, worn out, torn graphics, and we will pick a winner. The Amsoil, uh, the Amsoil four-stroke oil giveaway i want to see your pics of you just blowing up some berms tag myself as i said or tag the show tag dane evans and we'll we'll pick a winner on that in a week or so and you know give some giveaways man thanks to everybody that came on tonight thanks to all our sponsors torque one fly racing mx girl design shock socks mad jack synthetics um i do not have my list in front of me but i'm fairly sure that's everybody oh all sport dynamics jesus Sometimes it's just a difficult job here, Drake. It's so difficult what I do. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hit us up. Follow, support us on Patreon. Follow the show, and we will talk to you next week with our MX of Nations preview show. See ya. Hey, I just got some breaking news from Brett Hooper with Works Wheels and Mods. <clears throat> so if you guys remember, he was going to mechanic for Cody Williams with Team Guam, and literally moments ago – Cody got a call from the team manager, Team Guam, and their rider from Guam was injured and is not going to make the race. So the team has completely pulled out, meaning uh, Cody doesn't get the race. Brett doesn't get the wrench at MX of Nations. They're pretty disappointed. Um, so, yeah, man, we're bummed for our buddy Brett and for Cody. And it just, you know, Team Guam is one of our, I don't know if you call it our providence. I'm, kind of ignorant as far as that goes apologize but team guam is was gonna go and have be cool to see them show up and they're not gonna make it now so yeah if you guys are hearing this breaking news thanks to brett hooper and uh that's it guys we'll see you next week <laughs>